Mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. So here we are. Uh, we've got this week's show. Uh, the theme is cryptocurrency banker plot or tool of freedom. Uh, the reason I thought of this show is when I hang out in all the different communities that I do, um, I hear different things about cryptocurrency and there's a lot of misconceptions. Uh, for example, in the truther community, which, which a lot of us are involved in on Telegram, uh, you would think that cryptocurrencies were the devil, um, the banker's tool to take over the world, usher us all into a social credit system. Um, and then if you go around some nerd techie circles, you might hear that Bitcoin um, is the savior of the world and it's going to connect everyone free from the bankers and the Fed. And I, I wanted to start out by saying it's somewhere in the middle. As with all things uh, that you're told are black or white, that are good or bad, um, as with all those things, there's some, there's some truth to everything, and it lands more in the middle. Um, so I wanted to bring everybody in and kind of talk about this and try to dispel uh, some rumors, some misconceptions, and kind of have a free-flowing conversation about uh, cryptocurrency. Um, one of the reasons that I got into cryptocurrency and the angle that I come at it with is a, is a bit of conservative, is a conservative nature. So years ago, uh, you could earn a decent yield on your savings account in your bank. Um, the last time I remember a decent yield was in the early 2000s. I got 5% return on my E-Trade savings account, okay? So I even had to go online to E-Trade just to get 5% at that time. Nowadays, almost all bank accounts are less than 0.2% interest per year on your money in your bank. And so... People, when they're, when they're going about their days, whether they're moms, dads, up-and-coming young people, they've got credit card debt. They might have a car loan. They might have uh, a mortgage. And so they understand that percent. But there's hidden percentages as well, like inflation. That's in the news this week. So if inflation is at 10%, what does it mean? It means that your money is decreasing in value at a clip of 10%, uh, 10% in whatever period you want to designate. In other words, prices are going up, but your money isn't becoming more valuable. So therefore, it's eroding uh, the purchasing power of your money. So what do we do? And when I saw cryptocurrency and I saw things developing within the crypto space, I saw a solution to chasing yield um, in, in the fact that in the crypto space, there's what's called stable coins. Um, there was one at one time. Now there's two or three. Some might say four. And with those stable coins, you can lend... Like, like you do a bank, remember, your money in your savings account in a bank, they use that to go and lend out, and it's guaranteed. Well, you can stake your stablecoin in cryptocurrency and sometimes get yields between 10 and 17%. I think on one stablecoin, I'm getting around 6%, and the highest stablecoin I'm earning on right now is around 17%. So... Where I come at cryptocurrency is trying to find solutions to the everyday problems people have from that aspect, from our money being devalued every day that we're awake um, by being printed by the Fed or by inflation and uh, that eating into our purchasing power. And I don't, when people are talking about cryptocurrency, I hear a lot about NFTs, I hear a lot about Bitcoin, but I don't hear a lot of talk about the stable coins and those uh, ways to save and earn yield. And that's kind of where I wanted to start it off with, 
because I've heard a lot of people talk about Bitcoin as being uh, controlled by the CIA and a banker's plot to usher us into CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. And yes, I am also against central bank digital currencies because it's just another web of the Federal Reserve spider. But that isn't necessarily what all cryptocurrency is. Um, cryptocurrency is a large uh, tent, and Bitcoin just happens to be within that tent. And there's many other cryptocurrencies. Um, so when we talk about CBDCs, understand that CBD, CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, doesn't necessarily equate to all of cryptocurrency. And if somebody thinks that Bitcoin has funded black ops by the CIA or nefarious characters, drug runners, and human traffickers, know that that doesn't apply to all cryptocurrency. And I think that's one of the main things I wanted to start off with is trying to dispel the way a lot of people equate cryptocurrency to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, but cryptocurrency is not necessarily Bitcoin. And just one second, I'll let you gather your thoughts. I'm going to close my studio door so we get some better sound in here. So last week, we had a little bit of trouble getting some people in here and uh, chatting away. I wanted to open it up right away this week, try because I'd, I'd like to have more of a discussion um, this week than me just rapping at you guys. I've got plenty of things that I can talk about, like uh, Austin Steinbart's connection to cryptocurrency and how that's connected to Antarctica and how that's possibly connected to uh, CBDC, central bank digital currencies. Um, but we've got a, a bunch of people in here. Does anyone um, have a question or an anecdote or what they enjoy about cryptocurrency or what they see in it? or perhaps the, the nefarious nature that they've seen or they've heard. And if, you, if your mic is uh, muted, you can just raise your hand if you'd like to say anything. Uh, I'm trying to go through, and I know I've got MJ in here helping me out to unmute people. I see we've got Mike and Sandra. Of course, the Baron uh, is here. Thank you for coming in. Uh, Carissa, MJ, another Mike. And of course, Jeremy, um, does anybody, you know, the, the topic might have uh, grabbed you. Um, is there anything within the crypto space that you um, have a problem with or that you see as a real solution? I got a question. You know, uh, which coins or tokens, I guess you can call them, are tied to the actual Bitcoin uh, blockchain? Uh, is, isn't it just Bitcoin? I guess they've got like, uh, there's Bitcoin Cash, and then there's Bitcoin. The Bitcoin Cash was uh, a fork of Bitcoin that was trying to solve, um, I can't remember exactly which problem it was trying to solve, but it's kind of gone away um, in recent years out of mind. But what, what do you mean in terms of uh, on the Bitcoin blockchain? I, I, I think Gary... Uh, excuse me, uh, Poetic Math, uh, do you know uh, of other platforms that have forked off of the Bitcoin chain? Um, yeah, I mean, yes, definitely Bitcoin Cash is a, is a hard fork. Uh, basically, early developers uh, had to deal with the size of the blockchain and how much, you know, basically energy and then therefore cost it was taking to, to, to do it. They wanted to see that be reduced. And so there was kind of a disagreement and the developing group that wanted to see that like become smaller and then less expensive to, um, you know, transact in split in parted ways and basically took the development from where it was there and continued on with it. But I don't, um, yeah, you I, know, I'm not familiar with any other, um, coins that have come out of the Bitcoin blockchain, like, like for example, uh, Solana and Cosmos are popular ones these days, and they are platforms for which other cryptocurrencies and tokens are based upon. Um, but I'm not, I'm not really familiar with what's built on the, on the Bitcoin blockchain. The way I look at it, as I look out in the sphere, is there are a few cryptocurrencies that are true currencies. I'm thinking of uh, Decred, um, uh, crypto, uh, what is it, uh, pirate coin, uh, Bitcoin, and where 
where they don't have any other function besides being a currency. Whereas a lot of cryptocurrency these days are more platforms like Ethereum would be the largest and most popular where other um, currencies and platforms are built upon it that then branch out. Did that answer your question, Jeremy, or did you have uh, something else in mind? No, you pretty much got it. I was just like uh, how the uh, Ethereum block has like a fuck. I don't know offhand really. I think XRP is Ethereum. Like there's it's its own blockchain. Like Bitcoin's its own blockchain. There's a few others that kind of branched off, like you said, that are good that did their own blockchain. Because anything tied to Bitcoin, if that goes down, anything attached to it goes with it. The yeah. same for any of them, really. Yeah, and that's, you know, and we, I have uh, debates and discussions with Poetic Math all the time about, like, what the um, correlation is uh, to Bitcoin as to uh, the stock market, as to our economy, because, and, and even gold, because these things should all be separate. And within the crypto space, everything seems to be tied to Bitcoin and its price fluctuations even though they're not tethered, they are separate entities and they're just kind of moving in concert as the money flows in and the money flows out. It's one of the um, disappointments I've had with so far following the crypto market, just how um, much other cryptocurrencies track Bitcoin, even though they don't have anything to do with it. So, for example, you know, Ethereum, Ethereum's called a currency, it's called a cryptocurrency, but it's really a platform that other platforms, um, if you want to call them companies uh, and tokens and currencies, they, they use that code, they use that blockchain to then build their own platforms. And sometimes these platforms even break away and they'll create their own currency, uh, another currency within their platform. It's, it gets terribly complex, but that's what I love about the crypto market right now is you can see things building from foundations and then more buildings coming up. And then next thing you have neighborhoods and next thing you've got a, a neighboring city. And then all of a sudden bridges are built and you can exchange between the two cryptocurrency markets. Um, it, it's, it's terribly new. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if you want to consider like uh, the old cryptocurrency from like 2012 to 2017, right? And Bitcoin absolutely dominated that. And then Ethereum came along and all of a sudden other platforms were starting to be built upon Ethereum. Well, now in 2021, excuse me, 2022, you know, just four or five years later, now we've got so many of these platforms and there there's expansion on top of those platforms that are spitting out other platforms and they all do uh, different things. So, for example, the space I was talking about that that concerns me most is called DeFi, decentralized finance. Um, most of the decentralized finance platforms that I play in are on the Ethereum blockchain, but then there's new platforms that have come out on the Solana blockchain, on the um, Terra Luna blockchain that's very new. If you've heard of UST, um, that's the stable coin for the Terra Luna um, platform and cryptocurrency universe, if you will. Well, if you, could, if you, if you go back to my um, explanation on what I find fascinating and how I get use out of cryptocurrency is you could take $1,000 in a savings account and you're earning 0.2% interest per year. Well, you could take that $1,000 right into the crypto market. You do not have to be tethered to the ups and downs and high volatility of cryptocurrency that's a high-risk asset. You can immediately change that into, um, through an exchange, your U.S. dollar for U.S.T., uh, which is the uh, Terra Luna stablecoin. Then you could take that within this crypto platform, this Terra Luna platform, and you could stake it on Anchor Protocol. And I think right now uh, it's 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 yielding 17 percent. So now not only are you covering your your car interest payment and what what percent you're paying there, but you're also covering inflation. And it's it's tools like that that people like me are using cryptocurrency to try to 
um, to try to break the erosion of the power of our money. And that's and that's the that's the largest power I've seen from cryptocurrency um, that's conservative in nature um, and tangible in what you can do with it. And then, of course, a lot of people are in it with you know the 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 hopes and glories of getting rich and price appreciation. Um, that's where I would correlate uh, cryptocurrencies to stocks in some way. So, you know, you, you think about uh, if you look at Solana and you think of Solana as a company, right? And then the, the SOL, that's the token that the Solana network uses as a currency, SOL, that's almost like the stock. And so it goes up and down as the more people come in and use the Solana network. And I think a lot of people have that thought when you, when they invest in cryptocurrency is it's it's more like a gambling market it's more like a a stock market of trading did anybody else have any uh thoughts uh or questions as we get going Poet? Hey, have you looked in the nfts at all i was i was just gonna say i i do not particularly care for nfts poetic math and i discuss this and debate this quite a bit about the the frivolity like if i was just talking about solana and or cosmos bitcoin you know if we're talking about those being stocks and people invest in them for the volatility and the price appreciation and they take the risk of the price going down right and i refer to that as almost like a a, a stock market or a gambling uh, market NFTs t seem to take that to a whole new level because I'm conservative by nature. And so I talk about decentralized finance. I talk about getting a yield, even if it's just 6%. Keep in mind, I'm getting 0.2%. So if I can buy a stable coin that's stable to the US dollar and get 6%, I'm winning. I'm now, I'm now protecting myself from that erosion. NFTs some NFTs again. Now I'm going to bring poetic math in. We're going, I'm going to, he's going to help me assist me in this. But NFTs now are also its own complex set of cryptocurrency because you could you could talk about NFTs that are like art. So somebody makes a a single use non fungible token. That's what NFT stands for. And uh, let's say uh, I believe poetic math has actually made his own NFT, and it's a little piece of art that he created. And I might say, oh, I want to buy that. And so now I own that digital non fungible token. Okay, it holds no utility whatsoever beyond my ability to resell it in the marketplace or my uh, ability to put it out in the digital sphere and say, yeah, look at this, I'm flexing. I got Poetic Math's first NFT. But then there's other NFTs now. It's a type of cryptocurrency. So sometimes they do have utility. So in gaming and the metaverse, now you can have NFTs that... Um, have utility. Some NFTs can be staked. So Poetic Math and I are involved in a game called Star Atlas, and it's a metaverse game that's going to roll out over the course of the next 10 years. And we have ships in that game. Well, those ships are NFTs, um, but they require, you can, uh, they require food and fuel and repair, but they also kick off yield they kick off yield. So we get back money in the Star Atlas coin within the game. So another way to look at, so that's that's two ways to look at NFTs, right? Some sort of tradable marketplace with some piece of art that has no utility. You've got NFTs that have utility within a game or within the metaverse, okay? Now, another NFT that's coming out uh, is, is for, uh, think about this, like uh, Ready Player One style, uh, whether you're in the metaverse or not, but you can imagine this when, uh, when you are your avatar out there in the universe, you could buy clothing or glasses to go on your character. Those would be NFTs. So once again, they would be for your look, for your flex, and you'd be able to resell them in the marketplace. One of the best ways NFTs was explained to me was uh, talking about video gaming and why cryptocurrency is going to take over the video gaming space in the future. Is if you think about a game like Call of Duty 
and or or uh, uh, Fortnite. Let's let's say Fortnite. Fortnite has all kinds of in-game special things to go with your avatar. In Fortnite, you come down out of the sky to start with this little umbrella. Uh, I'm forgetting what they call it. It's a glider, okay? You can actually win or buy custom gliders. When you're done playing Fortnite, you do not own that glider. The game just goes away. You stop playing, and all that money you invested in all of your little uh, special skins for your guns or for your glider, that all just goes away. Well, in the future with NFTs associated to gaming, you will actually own that skin. You will actually own that glider. So that when you're done playing the game, you'd be able to go and put your glider or your custom skin that you won or you bought back into the marketplace for somebody else that wants it, can buy it, and then they would have that skin or that gun. So it's going to be a way that you actually own the special features within video games. A lot of people that play Call of Duty or Fortnite or other video games like that, they can understand that because you put money in, you never get that money. You don't actually own those things that you're buying. The Sony Sony PlayStation just takes your money and says, oh, thank you very much. Whereas with the video gaming in the future, you will own that. Poetic math, do you want did I miss something? Do you want to add on in any way to the NFT talk? No, I, I maybe would add in like another thing you can think about with NFTs is going to be music, you know, where if you're a, a up and coming music star, rather than having to go to some studio and make a deal with them and and really we know that like all of the kind of rent seeking that goes on there where, they basically take the lion's share of that away and you become kind of a, a performer for this wealthy, you know, people that are, that are managers and, you know, have, have those things. Right. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of uh, pushback since really when you look into and talk about even uh, Napster and those kinds of things started evolving to, you know, to, to kind of attack that, that, um, that system, that rent-seeking system. Well, now we have a way where you can, and this is what I really like about crypto is the community aspect. So you can partake in a community like what we're doing here on Telegram and you build up that community. And then let's say like, I'm not a, a music guy, but let's say I was, I could be like, hey, everybody, I just came out, I got my first uh, song and rather than me going to the studio, I'm going to put it all out. You guys can get this song if you like it or whatever. If you don't, whatever. Uh, it's going to be, you know, $2.99 worth of this, you know, whatever token that I choose to go with, right, for, for launching my song. And you'll own and I'm going to make, uh, you know, 3,000 copies of this song. And I'm in control as the artist, like who I distribute that to, uh, what that cost is. And it kind of takes that rent-seeking aspect out of the equation. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity in crypto, you know, even, you know, obviously within the music and the example I just gave there, but in many other industries as well, where there's a lot of people that are, it's, it's, it's a corruptness, you know, basically where they're not adding any value or they're not adding the value that they're taking from the, the real creator of the work. Um, and, that that's that's something I see as is really a, a beautiful thing about crypto, where that's going to be able to we're we're going to be able to build communities around, um, you know, crypto, and and it can be whatever your interests are in the future. The way I see it go, and and to your broader point of kind of trying to escape this global banking system is like if you live in a Western modern world like you can't escape it doesn't matter what country you're in it's all the same basically you're going to have just about the same zero interest rate that you're talking about for lending your money to the banks and you're going to be experiencing inflation because every single currency is being inflated um you know the the credit card companies are all global and about the same um you know, car loans, home loans, doesn't matter. It's it's all in the same basic category. Well, I see this, you know, crypto as a way to kind of have a choice to be outside of that that global 
system and it's it can be made by the people and decided and that's what we're seeing with so many cryptos and it is a bit overwhelming when you first jump into crypto with how many different cryptos there are and there's a lot of projects that are not great and some that are great and some that are scams you know and that's that's the nature of like a a pure system that isn't being manipulated by any you know regulation and that's what we have right now um or more or less uh but in the future you know the beauty of what i see there is that you can join a community whether that whatever that interest may be that you have there'll be a crypto community there and you're seeing these pop up i'm i'm into golf there's a new one called the golf dow you can join and buy an nft that basically gets you into this club and the plan in the future for them is that they're going to use the funds that they raise through the sale, sales of these nfts to then go and like make purchases of golf courses where then that's sort of your like in to be able to go and play at, at those co- golf courses but you have to have one of those nfts to be like a member right well you know there could also be in the future with that uh, uh metaverse golf games where you're playing you know in the winter time i don't have to you know i can't play golf outside so i can put on my vr glasses get my little digital club or whatever how it works you know it's not created yet and then go and play a golf tournament put up money and compete play with it you know on virtual golf courses um so i see that as like one aspect well let's say i do that for a few years and i'm like you know i don't really like this anymore and i'm really getting into this uh other video game that's uh i don't know a spaceship one or something in space and i want to do that i'll have a way to exit that system that i've got my that i've that i've put resources and time and energy into over the years and i'll be able to exit that system and take those assets with me to a new community or a new interest that i have and and i don't have to start at the very bottom in right like i can kind of start off in into that community with some some assets or something to to bring and help contribute you know into the community and so i'm not kind of working my way up from the from the very bottom with with no assets right to a to a new system that i that i want to be into so that's that's my mind and how i get it around it and i think that it's it's really the potential to um really decentralize um uh, the money system um globally around the things that people are passionate about yeah the way it it gets yeah it gets so with nfts much like the broader crypto space there's many different types there's many different utilities um and there's lots of potential pitfalls along the way we keep coming yeah we keep coming to this um this narrative of this this globalization it's a big talking point right now um in our society and and the way that I see it is that we've got this build back better plan that the globalists, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, those types, the Davos crowd, if you will, are bringing this glo- this controlled, centralized system where they're tearing down the sovereignty of nations and they're creating this global panopticon within our health system. And that's where these CBDCs, these central bank digital currencies, will come from. You will own nothing and you will be happy, okay? Then at the other side, we've got this great awakening, okay? So we've where we've got disclosure and we've got um, technology and justice in some way meeting up to to take the veil peek behind the curtain and see who's been running this these two things are coming to a head but in both of these things there's no going back to the way things used to be okay so in both of these things are global so the WEF, the da- the Davos crowd, the central bankers are trying to create this CCP-like system of control all over the world, whereas the Great Awakening is coming and trying to um, respect the sovereignty of individuals and, and create freedom all over the world, but it's a global movement as well, and we can't go back. Well, part of cryptocurrency, so if you think of cryptocurrency in the way of the CBDCs and the social credit system, yes, that, I mean, I don't like the way that's going. That's scary AF. But behind the power of 
the Great Awakening could also be cryptocurrencies to where it's freeing people, freeing people in the fact that I might be able to transact with somebody in Africa, and there's no restrictions, there's no toll booths, it's just us us uh, 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 doing commerce together, or, or somebody in England, all the walls of regulation kind of would come down in a decentralized crypto marketplace. And that's, that's where I kind of see the Great Awakening. Um, there's a lot of people that, that get upset about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin in particular. Um, they've, there's been rumors and idea viruses that say that it's tied to human trafficking, things like that, and they don't want it. So they say that they're against it. But what I never hear is what then. Because when I, when I hear people talk trash about Bitcoin or about cryptocurrency in general and how much they want to fight it off, what I don't hear is their solution because our current system is corrupted. Right now, the Federal Reserve is just printing money. They're, they're deflating uh, the value of our currency by just printing money every single day. It gets tacked on to our national debt. We have no solid system now. I could see in the future if the Treasury takes over and owns their own money once again, so we the people own our money, and we get rid of this, uh, this uh, all-seeing eye Federal Reserve notes, right? I could see that as being a very good thing, but that will be our sovereign money for our United States of America. It will no longer be the quote-unquote uh, world currency, the global currency. I believe cryptocurrency would then take that place as this global um, currency of trade. Which one? Who knows? It's as, as we've discussed with NFTs and all these platforms beyond Bitcoin, they are, uh, it's, it's overwhelming to look at how many of them there are and what they're all doing. And I don't even think it's so much is going to be like that there's one that's going to take over the globe, right? I mean, there might be some that are more popular than others. But like a, my point, I think, is is that it's going to be community-based. So you don't think of it as a global thing. You think of it as a bunch of micro-bubbles of community to currencies that are functioning. But you can take and swap and move those things around, right? Because sure. I have an asset it can be recognized by another community as value and go over there and I can switch it out for that. Right. Uh, and, and, that, then, and that's very true. A lot of these crypto platforms specialize in some ways in different aspects. So I've mentioned Solana yeah. a couple times. Solana is huge in the gaming sphere and creating yeah. uh, the metaverse. Um, there's there's other uh, <laughs> currencies that are great platforms for starting and launching other um, cryptocurrency ecosystems. Uh, to, to Poetic Math's point, I, I could see um, some currencies being more popular in certain industries, you know, whether it be the textiles industry or the steel industry or among different communities of people that are into different things. So, you know, we're in, we're in kind of a Q crowd here uh, on Telegram with my particular crowd. There might be a cryptocurrency um, that is, is more, uh, that looked af looks after and is nourished by the truther community. Does anybody else um, have anything they want to say or uh, maybe something they've, uh, they're worried about cryptocurrency or CBDCs. I've, I've gotten and please just raise your hand or uh, speak up. Uh, we are all friends here. I will tell you the the interesting um, kind of rabbit hole I've gone down recently. As we all know, as we investigate these things, sometimes if we investigate it a year ago, our vision of it completely changes a year later. Well, I've had some really weird news items come up that um, that kind of surround the Q narrative and, and surround Austin Steinbart. One of one thing in particular that um, people that followed Austin Steinbart and his quick little videos that a lot of people keyed in on was his um, promotion of XRP. Okay, Ripple Ripple's uh, cryptocurrency. And I invested in it mainly just because of Austin Steinbart and what he said of it. And what he said at the time was um, that Ripple, that, that uh, XRP, would replace the SWIFT 
banking interchange. So um, if you uh, if you make a, a payment on your credit card or you use your credit card, oftentimes those transactions don't actually settle for days. Now think about if you want to send money um, from the United States to Spain or even banks in the United States sending money to banks in Spain. It takes days for these transactions to settle through the SWIFT um, interchange. Well, Ripple uh, came up with XRP to try to solve this particular issue, making um, transactions and these transfers instantaneous. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was very interesting the way that Austin Steinbart put it. And I I looked into XRP. You might know XRP also is they're the one cryptocurrency um, that the SEC has actually um, sued and trying to get them to stop. They're currently in court. Um, at the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, saying that XRP is not a currency. It's more like a stock. So holders of XRP are more shareholders. Um, and they didn't do this within the regulations of the SEC. Now, uh, XRP is saying, no, it is a currency. Um, and it's a big dilemma within the broader cryptocurrency um, marketplace as we all watch this particular case. But uh, there's a couple things that happened recently that really took me aback. It really made me re relook at this uh, research that I did a year ago um, from being uh, spurred on by Austin Steinbart and the whole guise of replacing the Swift interchange system. Well, uh, there was a lunar eclipse down in Antarctica in early December. And there, for some reason, Klaus Schwab with the WEF, Janet Yellen, uh, no, excuse me, Christine Lagarde, um, who is with the, um, with the Federal Reserve in Europe, um, a guy by the name of Garlinghouse with XRP, and David Schwartz, the head cryptographer and head of technology for Ripple. They all went down to Antarctica for this event, and Christine Lagarde uh, mentioned that um, she was looking forward to the meeting, and David Schwartz said something about uh, the meeting down there and it changing the world. And recently, I've seen graphics that place XRP and CBDCs in the same kind of breath, as if uh, once once XRP gets through their SEC lawsuit, Ripple XRP technology might become the backbone of central bank digital currencies, and that has uh, that's troubled me quite a bit from when I uh, heard Austin Steinbart innocently innocently talk about XRP as a cryptocurrency that could change change our world and eliminate these um, three-day waiting periods and really modernize um, interbank transfers. And now to see, um, I don't want to say firm connections, but tangential connections now with uh, the global overlords of the Great Reset and the Build Back Better plan, um, meeting with, in discussions with, um, XRP down in Antarctica. It's uh, it's a it's a very strange world we live in, isn't it? And it seems these rabbit holes. Uh, we don't get to the bottom of the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole just kind of turns, changes, and then gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, has anybody been following? Uh, has anybody been following that particular um, thread? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting word. I need to turn up my microphone. Am I coming through clear for everyone else, or am I a little quiet? Clear. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we're as we're as we're doing this, uh, and and I want to thank everybody for coming in really quick, and thank MJ for hosting her indecent disclosure platform. Um, she and I came up with the ideas of using our platforms to uh, really try to 
spread the message of truth and light and love a little bit more on our own accord through our own doing. And she opened up her platform to me um, to have this hanging with hippie um, weekly chat. And I really, so far, I've really enjoyed it. But this is the second one. And so I'm kind of learning some technical uh, aspects of the uh, the Telegram chats. And so I appreciate everyone's patience with me. I do have a podcast that I do uh, usually a couple times a month. Uh, all you have to do is search uh, The Conservative Hippie on any podcast app, or you can go to my website, theconservativehippie.com. Um, now, I know I see I see Sagemark hiding in here. I see Mike Kinney hiding in here. Uh, is Mike Kinney, are you the Reiki master, Mike Kinney? Mike might be. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, he and is. Okay, okay. I actually enjoyed. Sorry, it's loud at my house. I actually enjoyed Mike's Reiki for the first time today. Nice, nice. Yes. And we've got we've got another Chicagoan or at least a suburban Chicagoan Mike in here. Mike, um, I, I'm sorry, I don't know your last name, Mike. It's uh, Degroot. Mr. No Mr. DeGroat, do you have any, you always have interesting observations. Do you have any comments or questions about cryptocurrency in our modern time? The thing that struck me coming from the IT realm is the notion of regulation under ISO 20022 and the extent to which that can serve as a regulated crypto kind of to Trump's point early on, he's not a fan of unregulated crypto. And ISO is ISO 22022 uh, that standard. Um, help, and kind help. of to XRP's point or Austin's point on XRP, I've heard that for a while too. And my assumption has been that it, it's because it's ISO 22 and I know that I know that those standards are very stringent. Now help so that me makes me wonder. Help me out cuz I'm I'm familiar with ISO standardization in in a manufacturing sense like uh, when I worked at a plastics plant, you know, uh, ISO I think it was what it was ISO 5000 certified or ISO something or other. Can you help me what yes. what, what is this ISO 20223367? What what is that uh, in relation to cryptocurrency? I'm not really that familiar. Yeah, ISO governing standards, it's 20022 for crypto. And ISO standards in general, ISO 9000, you know, one, that sort of thing for, you know, certifying data centers for standards of you know, security and network soundness and architectural, you know, all of those kinds of things. Yes. Is very stringent for a data center to be provided. Let me tell you, for most data center or IT providers, ISO standards are far too stringent and far too expensive to maintain to even keep up with it. So now, you're I'm not an expert when it comes to ISO, but to know that it's a very high bar. Yeah. So you're saying that there is uh, almost a blueprint of certification within the crypto sphere, ISO 20022. You're saying that that's, that's a, a standard that has been set um, by ISO that, that they have to be above that bar to be qualified or considered a cryptocurrency. And that's part of what's what Ripple's going through in their lawsuit? The... I can't necessarily put the end together, but what I have assumed is that part of the reason why XRP is in the competitive position it appears to be with the SEC and others is that it is ISO 20022 backed. Okay. Okay. That's very interesting. Um, and have you, have you learned anything so far in this particular chat? Have we actually been giving some decent information? Oh, you know, I did... It's an interesting topic to explore. Um, you know, I don't have enough of a dog in the fight to know one way or the other. And I decided, again, I'm in the IT game. I wish I would have bought Bitcoin when I could. But the reason I didn't is because it took such extraordinarily, um, well, different cooling. You couldn't cool Bitcoin servers back in the day with normal HVAC. You had to run them. You had to run chilled vegetable oil through them. So when I heard that, I thought, well, that's 
no way to run a railroad. And that's why they need all that water at the Three Gorges Dam, or even better, Antarctica. Keeps it cool. Yeah, very interesting. Well, now, one, one of the things people don't know is, is the whole proof of work versus proof of stake. And so Bitcoin is built on proof of work, and it's got a finite supply. And, you know, a lot of people would consider Bitcoin to be the gold standard of currency, cryptocurrency. But what, what was innovative about Ethereum and about all these new blockchains that are coming about is the proof of stake, where they're using smart contracts. Um, as their methodology and node validators as the methodology of how they prove it. I mean, it gets so complicated. There's sharding now, and there's so many different ways to verify the transactions within the blockchain um, that realistically, uh, proof of work, the Bitcoin method of mining, that's really old technology at this point. Yeah, yeah. Anything based on binary tabulators just can't keep up with that. That's the, that's why it's so difficult to cool them. That the cooling them is the problem. The power around the and power and cooling is the difficult part with Bitcoin. And you need masses of it. You often see, you often see these places near lakes because they just require such massive cooling. Huh. I, I always uh, assumed near the dams for the um, excess unused power, um, and that, that was where the cheapest power was. I've always heard of uh, mining operations being able to be cooled uh, by typical systems, so um, that's something new I'll try to keep my eye out for is that, that particular aspect. I've never, I've never heard of um, the water and the oil and all of that being used for cooling. I've just known that they, they like um, hydroelectric power because often what a lot of people don't know is when people go to sleep and power is is not being consumed the dam is still producing the power so a lot of power goes into the ground as they call it in other words it just goes dead well uh, that's where cryptocurrency uh, Bitcoin miners come in and they use they pay a lower price for that unused energy that's kicked off it, and certainly power, Power is the biggest expense in running a data center, so it's natural you want to be around cheap power, but also as cool as you can possibly be. And that that's the tie-in I thought with Antarctica, is that they they must have a big farm up there is is what I've heard. Well, I don't. I think Ripple Labs, Ripple Labs is uh, or uh, XRP. Um, I believe that's on. Uh, that's not proof of work. That's proof of stake. So it's a super low energy. Um, it's more mathematics than it is um, energy consumption in terms of its blockchain. Um, why Antarctica? I think that, that maybe that'll be a future chat as we will. I know we've got a lot of Antarctic um, uh, hounds out there for information. I think that sounds like a great future chat on a Wednesday night is all the little ins and outs and research rabbit holes that we can go down with uh, Antarctica. I know a lot of people would enjoy that particular one. Um, let's see, poetic math. Um, we're kind of wrapping it up. We're, we're coming up on an hour. What, um, what, what would you say? I was trying to talk to people about like as a, I'm a mature man, I'm a 48 year old man. So savings accounts matter to me, right? Uh, trying to beat inflation, um, trying to chase yield matters to me. And that's what I've found um, in cryptocurrency. What, what have you found um, that you've enjoyed? What's been your impetus um, to get into and to, to dive into cryptocurrency? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was the same kind of it was it was getting into the into the DeFi aspect first and, and getting back to the days of my youth of actually having my savings in a, in a bank and, and earning some yield on that. That was my kind of like, first thing that attracted me into it is that I could do that again. Um, you know, both with stable coin and and staking, you know, with these proof of stake, you know, uh, protocols and earning more yield in the actual um, asset, you know, and again, I, I, I mean, I'm just a, you know, the, these things I see the long-term patterns of what they've done when you zoom out and really look at the long, the big picture, um, you know, is like they, they kind of keep rising in value. The ones that 
you know, keep adding something and keep growing their, their networks and keep offering more, you know, tools to people. And so I, I just see that as like a double win where I can, you know, acquire some cryptocurrency, stake it back into a protocol and then earn a, even if it's a 4% or a 6% or 8%, some of them are 12, you know, whatever it may be, the various ones. And, and I'm earning in kind of that asset and growing, growing my, um, you know, amount of that crypto. And, you know, and since I've been doing it, they've gone up in value too, at the same time. So it's, it's a, it, that's pretty exciting to, to, to step back and look at it. And then, just kind of analyzing the, the entire uh, um, market of cryptocurrencies and, and how I think it's still so early when you look at, you know, w- where it could potentially go. And, uh, you know, I guess from, from an investing standpoint, that way of trying to, you know, uh, free myself from um, the, you know, traditional system that I'm, that I find myself in. And, you know, what we're discovering is, is that uh, as time goes on, those yields keep increasing if the value of the coin keeps increasing too. And it doesn't go straight up in a straight line. It, it rises and falls, but the longer tr- macro trend is that it goes up. And, you know, if you would have taken basically $10,000 in 2017 and got uh, Ethereum with that, and you'd been yielding and staking, well, Basically today, I mean, if you can live simply, uh, you really wouldn't have to work. You could live off of what that is, like almost as if you would own a rental property and you're 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 earning a passive income from doing it, but without having to have the maintenance and the you know the the, the issues and worrying about you know your tenant and you know their their uh, credit score and whether they're going to take care of the house and all the repairs and damage and new carpet and paint, all the things you have to do with owning rental property. And you, and you could really have that same thing built up to, to earn passive income. Um, and again, I, I just, I don't like, like you kind of pointed out is that, you know, it, it appears that we're exiting this system as it kind of collapses around us and people that are paying attention are, are seeing that those signs of the collapse you know, kind of keep accelerating with what they're doing with the printing of all the fiat currencies around the world, et cetera. Um, and everything else going on in the crazy world. Uh, this, you know, whatever this new system that's going to come to replace it, and we don't know when that's exactly going to be, but something is coming. And <coughs> excuse me. Um, I, I just have a hunch. I think that crypto is going to be part of that and, and there's going to be, you know, there, there probably will be a lot of different systems that people can choose to be in, you know, and, and participate in. Um, and I'm just, I guess, most excited about the community aspect of, of crypto and what can be done there. And that's really where, where I've recently dove in in my exploration is, is like web three projects um, where they're, they're, they're community built. They're not, there's no, there's no company. There's no board of directors making the decisions. It's, it's governed by the community. Everyone can vote. You get a, you know, you have to have kind of a certain amount of holdings in the company to have your vote count for a certain percentage. Right. And, and so it, it's kind of a sliding scale. So it, it, you know, a bunch of small voices can be larger than the, than the, the bigger ones, but you, you tend to see a really nice um, um, system of governance that way in these small communities. Yeah, and, it, and it kind of just goes, philosophically, it, it goes, it, it, it speaks to me as like, I think we should, you know, I don't want to see a global governance system. I don't like federal government systems. You know what I mean? I like my small local municipality. I want that to be my choice because if, I can exit that. I can choose to move with my feet to something else. If the whole globe is run by one system, I can't exit that. So that that's my big thing with it. And I'm, I guess, you know, I'm a little philosophical with it all, but I bet that that's why I'm kind of 
placing some bets and so interested and passionate about learning learning it. And what you're talking about is the DAOs that sometimes surround these cryptocurrencies. And you could break it down on a local yeah. level just in the fact that I'm a part of a neighborhood association. I could see the neighborhood association creating a DAO, and then that just makes voting for particular issues that much easier. Um, the bottom, yeah. the bottom line from what I wanted to get across today is, as I as I travel around our truther community, I do see a lot of um, simple talk about crypto as if it's this big bad thing, um, and they want it to stop. And you know, there there is a there is a large contingent of anti technology people that are in our truth community. And sometimes I think that comes from people's fear of the unknown. And so I would just push back a little bit to say, um, look into it a little bit more. If you're voracious into researching um, human trafficking and salacious news behind Jeffrey Epstein, be just as curious about these technological advancements because, you know, uh, you want to use the, the term, nothing can stop what's coming. Well, nothing can stop what's coming. And we are coming into a quantum age where um, technology is going to rapidly accelerate. And this cryptocurrency may be left in the dust, but it's the learnings and it's the research that we're doing into cryptocurrency now that might better position us for the next system. Um, and, and I'll push back just in a little way in the fact that sometimes people get excited when they uh, excited in a bad way with this whole Ready Player One scenario in the future. And we've all watched that movie, Ready Player One. I thought it was a really good movie. But people people think that you're going to be a slave, that you're going to be forced into this Ready Player One lifestyle. And I don't think that's the way it is at all. I think that that lifestyle will be an option. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. Look at how many people we have in the world right now, 350 million Americans. We've already got kids and young adults that spend most of their time on the PlayStation Network chatting with their friends while they're playing video games. It's only going to be natural that a certain segment of our society will kind of check out in some ways and enter this metaverse sphere. And there might be economies within the metaverse, and they'll be able to sustain themselves when they do this. It doesn't all have to be bad. You know, uh, we, are, we are the parents of our children. So, you know, I, I don't want my son to, to go into that particular lifestyle and check out of the, of the real world, if you will, if you want to use that term. And so I'm going to have to raise him and, and educate him on that. But it doesn't mean that that that's bad and it's coming to take over the world. I I think it's almost inevitable at this point looking at how much gaming and how much people how much time people spend um on their playstations and consumed with that particular world that it's only going to envelop them and there's going to be options within that coming out. Um and so I don't necessarily think of it as a bad thing. I think of it just as more options for society. And whether, you know, you might you might think that that's just gobbledygook because everybody should be out there gardening and, and beekeeping. Well, I respect your opinion, and I think you're right. I'd be more likely to be a gardener and a beekeeper than I would some sort of avatar in the metaverse, you know, sucking, sucking my food through a straw while because I, I don't want to leave my little bay. But other people have uh, other lifestyle choices than you and I, and I respect that, and I, and I think it's coming. Um, so just don't think that it's all this super bad thing. When you hear about CBDCs, try to look into them a little more and um, and try to try to put the pieces together like you do when you're investigating human trafficking and and trying to put the Q puzzle together. Do the do the same thing with uh, cryptocurrency. It's not all Bitcoin. It's not all bad. Maybe even Bitcoin isn't bad, um, but there's a lot to it, and it's it's more about our society and our structures advancing. And as poetic poetic math was pointing out, that there is a lot of community and there's a lot of freedom that can be found uh, within these projects. Uh, freedom to connect with other people across the globe, 
um, uh, so in some ways, freedom from the rent seekers of our central bank fiat currency system, which is our current system. So whenever you hear people poo-poo Bitcoin and they don't want to advance in the future, you know, you might remind them that right now we are in a panopticon of its own, the central banker system. And so um, sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of gray in between these good and these bads. Um, does anybody have any final comments or um, anything that they didn't think was brought up? Well, I, I would just say, point out, oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, go, I, go ahead. I was going. I was. I was going to name drop Xavier Hawk. Um, he he's working on his Pyron project, and it's community based proof of work. Um, yes, putting out tangible products so that they can, um, you know, take take exchange rate and use that as a pool for the community. And I really like the profile and. Um, I really thought the XRP system was going to be set up that way until they came in and the SEC threw the monkey wrench in it. But when Austin mentioned the XRP, I went and looked at it and saw that, yes, um, the ISO 222 is going to be be replacing SWIFT, and the XRP was going to um, be the tracks for that. And so when I looked into buying it, it was like, okay, well, where, where do I get my hands on XRP? Like, oh, get it from Coinbase. Okay, cool. Let's go do that. Um, so I, I actually did think that I was buying stock in, in this thing rather than buying a currency because I'm, I'm looking at the value. Okay, how is XRP going to make any money here? You know, it, it's, it's, you know I, I don't want to do exchange. I want something that's, that's tangible that's going to make money, and I saw um, the, it making you know fractions of a cent off of each exchange from the Visa machines or you know from financial transactions, and you know those fractions of a cent can really add up. Yes. So if you got a, a set amount of, of uh, a block amount of XRP and it's creating value. That means that your stock in that is just going to grow and grow and grow, and that's why I envisioned it, and you know why I got excited about it. Yeah, it's very it's very interesting that I've often said that the SEC's point I think is very valid, just like you're pointing out that you see it more as a stock. That's the SEC's point and why they're suing XRP, that it's not a currency, that it is a stock. And I often catch myself all the time looking at these crypto projects and viewing them as a stock. I try to see what's going to grow, what platform is going to be used, which one's going to have the most fees kicked off. And, you know, it's quite a conundrum as we move forward, this this problem, because cryptocurrency is new technology. Technology. Um, and I'm, I, I, I don't know where I land. I haven't made my mind up yet on XRP and whether it's going to be the backbone of CBDCs. And it's not a good thing. Um, same as Austin Steinbart. He's uh, he's done a lot of great things that that make me sure like him a lot. And I've seen a lot of things that uh, make me question his motives and uh, origin stories quite a bit. So you know, it's. Uh, just, we just have to keep paying attention, right? Um, I have I have looked into X, uh, Xavier Hawk's Phyron. Um, I, I, I haven't seen if they've issued their coin yet, and I joined their community. I did find right away that the community is sponsored. He's got sponsorship ads within his app. Um, he did put out a call on one of his videos asking for volunteers and saying that he wanted help in some things, and I contacted him through three different methods and did not hear back from him. Um, and that the sponsorship I found within the Firon app kind of troubled me. Um, but I, I do appreciate you pointing him out because that is exactly what we're talking about are these these communities with these really good uh, community goals in mind and coming together and creating these parallel structures um, because in this collision of the Great Awakening and the um, Build Back Better plan, it's all going to fall apart. And it's what 
we build to replace it that's going to matter. And the more holistic, uh, in integral uh, projects, the more community-based, the more localized, um, the better. And I, I as well uh, liked the pitch on the Phyron app uh, about the community that they were building. Uh, Poetic Math, I think you had uh, you were going to say something when uh, Sage spoke up. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say if, you know, if people are looking to kind of jump in and, and down some rabbit holes, I would say, you know, just get on and start researching some Web 3.0 projects in crypto. So just Web 3.0 crypto projects like start, you know, there's there's a lot of them out there. There's tons of rabbit holes to go down. But if you're looking to to dive in and do some research, you can find some cool stuff. And then maybe in the future, if we have a like a bunch of people out there doing some research and, and stuff, maybe we can collaborate together and say, hey, what about this? Have you guys looked into this one or this one or this one or that one and kind of help each other find cool projects, you know, that way. And um, th those are the ones that are really focused on the community-based and the DAO-based systems. Um, it, it's just Web 3.0 is kind of the new term that they're using for those. Um, so that's that's what I would encourage the the group to do if they're if they're really interested and passionate about learning more. And there's there's plenty to. I spent a lot too much time doing it. And it's always great to have a partner or a community researching these things because it is so overwhelming and so complex. Uh, Poetic Math, you've been a great partner of mine as we uh, take turns researching different things and sharing what we what we learn. Um, sometimes I think I throw myself in front of the bus as the ape that uh, jumps into projects, um, but. Uh, it certainly is a way that you and I have found fellowship, um, and I appreciate you coming yeah. on the chat and uh, helping me with the chat tonight. Uh, you've got such yeah. uh, such good memory and knowledge. Um, well, that that pretty much concludes the chat for this evening. We'll be back next Wednesday at seven seventeen p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, I don't know what the next Wednesday's chat topic is going to be, but be sure to tune in and follow the Indecent Disclosure platform uh, because that's where we'll we'll let it be known what the chat topic is. And don't ever be afraid to speak up in this chat. Um, everyone's voices are uh, respected and appreciated as well. All right. Well, thanks, Jay. You bet. And guys, like I said, something you'll learn with me is, is I just say goodbye, everyone. Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Visit our sponsors, SmokeAndJays.com. Everything for your smoke and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.